Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. All right, so, all right, that's another thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, just like, right. So I think I'm going to just, uh, when I come back from vacation, I'll probably just dive right in. Okay, sounds good. All right, so let's do this. We're going to start. I mean, we've already been chatting it up, but we're going to start. All right, so welcome back, guys, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Miss D, and I have to be a returning guest. I did that on my desk. <laughs> um, it's going to be a fun one. So fun fact, y'all, by the time you guys hear this, the topic of conversation is totally about a show, right? And it's not just about the show. There's more to this, but... By the time you guys hear this, you should definitely go find the show and watch the second set of episodes of of this season, of this show, right? Um, and this is going to be a little bit of a messy one, but on a very psychological note and a very heartfelt note um, type of an episode because I'm feeling some type of way and I got to talk about it. Okay. So... <laughs> um my returning guest would you like to you know reintroduce yourself to my listeners hi everyone i'm jade raven of the intro jade fashion podcast and i am so happy to be here with miss d to talk about a very special show that she and i connected with over the weekend we were literally watching at the same time on the weekend how do you feel after watching that Woo! so I'm, like I just here. finished episode five last night. Mm. I'm upset that I have to wait till Friday to finish mm. the rest. Mm-hmm. My initial feeling was like I saw all of season one and it was like at the height of the pandemic when this came out two years ago. Right. So it was very new. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this show. I did an episode about this with my brother. Um, but at first, excuse me, I was like, this is not giving me the same feels as season one. It's very like uh bland. I don't know mm. how else to explain it. It's not giving me the same I will okay. It's not giving me the same vibes. That's the bla- that's my blanket statement. That's the that's the one. Right. Yes. Not the same vibes. And maybe it's not supposed to be the same vibes. Okay. But I feel like it as I it, I mean the drama came once they left the well, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, I mean, there no. was drama in the pods, but I felt like the first season was very much romantic. This season is very much drama. Okay. I feel you. I feel you. So, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, Double Dose of Raw Talk listeners and all those welcoming and True J Fashion listeners who came to check out their girl over here, we're going to um, give you the um, the fear warning, trigger warning, maybe for some, of what we're going to discuss. And again, it's not just about the show. Um, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. We're going to make this very messy, very short and sweet, but messy, messy and very judgy. I'm I'm coming off a little judgy here. Oh, okay. It's, oh, it's gonna be completely judgy. Okay, it's judgy. Me. It's judgy. Okay, and uh, this is about the Netflix special TV show series called Love Is Blind, and there is now a season two. And to Jade's point, ladies and gentlemen, this season definitely feels a little bit messier. But 
here's the kicker and we're going to go right into the raw mess of the week because it is dedicated to love is blind season two it is called the raw mess of the week nah y'all not blind (laughs) (laughs) ain't nobody blind here this type of a tv show when it comes to humans people society is it really this experimental shit or is it a brainwash? And I'm going to kick it off like this because, y'all, I'm 36 years old. And I cannot tell you how in the last maybe three to four months, the topic of conversation has come up with a lot of men and women in my age group who are actually being reflective here and are like, damn, when am I going to find my person? Like, I kind of want to settle down. I kind of want to be with someone. I, I want to get married. Some right. have never been married. Some really have no children. Some have no children and never been... It's okay, government. That's right. <laughs> so this has been like a topic of conversation that I've been hearing a lot. And so here comes, you know, little old Miss D. I've been married. I've been divorced. I have a teenage kid. Would I do it again? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We're not going to dive into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it poses a question to me. When we know, right, that some people do feel that time is, is ticking for them. Right. And then you have TV shows like this. You have TV shows like this that, in my opinion, in my very raw, messy thought of the week opinion, Mm -hmm. I feel that this experimental crap is leading more into the brainwashing as opposed to a true experiment. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like it's setting a tone like, A, first of all, season one, somebody did find love, blind love very, you know, beautifully and successful, yes. right? Lauren so, and um, Cameron. Yes, Lauren and Cameron. And, and it was another couple too. Um, I, I forgot his name. Names. Yeah. I, no, they had a little mess too, but yeah, them too. <laughs> um, but then also it's the part of, and we're going to dive into this with the other segments, it's, it's the part of what exactly is the purpose to this experiment? Is it really to find love by really getting to know someone deep within or is it really just let me take a chance because if it don't work out i technically got what is it they got four weeks to get married i technically got four weeks to kind of pull back it's what is it so they have 10 days in the pod right i I don't know how long they are in the a week a week they're on vacation for a week yeah so then it's three weeks after that so it's five weeks Uh uh-huh five weeks altogether maybe six Mm -hmm. max uh-huh mm-hmm. and then imagine? four weeks to, no i can't we're talking about this right now my chest is hurting i cannot um i'm gonna tell you why and yes it ended in divorce and i hope my ex-husband is not listening to this and i hope if he is he doesn't get offended i wanted to run the other way the wedding day oh, i did wow. not want to get married no and, and we're we're gonna we're gonna shine light on this because i'm not saying i was purely innocent y'all I'm just saying there were red flags that I saw. <gasps> That's a good segue to this. Very good. Very nice. There were. There were. I'm, uh, y'all, I'm getting so raw right now with this shit. There were red flags that I saw that I lived and I was completely, I chose to stay blind to it. Ah, for the sake um, of wanting to be married because you feel of- like. You should be married or because it made sense because he's the father of my kid because, oh, we did love each other no matter mm-hmm. what happened. Like we always came back to each other and there was love. And I'm not talking about just five weeks. There was years behind this. Right. Right. But 
the nervousness was still there. And even and even then, no relationship is perfect. But I've heard of plenty of people who, as much as they have the excitement, you hear of the cold feet. You hear of the, oh, I'm nervous. Oh, my God. I'm sweating. Oh, my God. What if it doesn't work? What if it, right? And so right. where, where? Show me. And and I kind of want to write to the Love is Blind Netflix Network. I want to write to them. I want to know. Where are the studies that show that in 10 days, if I really pod date someone, I could really get to know them and not have a single question of what they look like and I could wholeheartedly fall in love with them. I think it's interesting that you bring that up because um, number one, if we're talking about the show, this was the first time, and I don't remember this happening in season one, where they were asking each other's each other's race. Mm. And I'm like, I that's interesting. That. I thought you weren't allowed to do that because that, that will give you some context whether you want to be with somebody based on their ethnicity or race. Right. And I was like, because who is it? It's, oh gosh. Mallory and Sal? Mallory and Sal, they both talked about them being Latino, so they have a mm-hmm. Latinx experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you have, is it, Oh, gosh, let me look it up here. Love is blind cast because the two, um, the Indian couple. Uh, Dib- uh, I know their names. I'm Abby and Dipti, right? Yes. But that was what was fun. And, and guys, we're going to go deeper into this because for me, it's like the psychological piece in this bitch. Like, I, I, I feel some type of way. The, the person who minored in psychology, abnormal psychology, multiple personality disorder psychology is is really, really taking a hit here with this show it's just interesting because they and we'll get into this they were bonding over the fact that they're both uh i'm trying i don't want to say the wrong thing well they said they were indian All it right, was they of indian culture indian. right but they both only dated white white people. blonde hair right which i was like so i don't remember last season them talking about ethnicity and race this season they are if love is blind, like, I feel like uh, there's something different about this season because, again, some people date based off ethnicity and race. And, so, and based off other stuff. Abby, Abby, the one who is of Indian uh, culture, the male, his first one of his first questions was, can I carry you on my shoulders? Which I'm going to address that because mm-hmm. he was very much so directing to weight and his preference to body type. He was. Absolutely. I didn't he like was. him in the beginning. He was. We might have difference of opinion, but I wanted to know your thoughts. I'm going to tell you why. I'm, I'm, I, I want to know your thoughts. Do you, just seeing it on the surface with these first five episodes, do you think when you see reality TV shows that put so many people in one room, right, mm-hmm. that put them to date one another and right. somehow, you know, they know what they're getting into, right? Is that truly experimental or do you think there is an underlying factor and purpose to that where there is a little bit of a dose of a brainwash segment in there? Because I, tr- I truly now seeing season two, I feel like it's more so leaning into let's l- l- the brainwash concept of this works, this works, this works, this works. Right. So okay. now you can now you can ask these questions about your background or or let me sway in there a little question about weight. Those type of things, right? Because maybe if nobody calls you out on your bullshit, you can still get your answer. Right. Maybe. Okay. So let me answer your question. Yeah. Brainwash. Well, I think from a producer standpoint, 
No, because I loved. I, I, yes. Listen, I went to yes. TV for TV rated production. I, I love the producing aspect. And this is why she's here for this episode. <laughs> yes. If I'm a producer for this show, mm-hmm. all these people have to get vetted. Completely vetted. You, I mean, I, I almost signed up for this show. So, like. Whoa, wrong moments. I really did. Like, I was, they had a whole casting call for the New York area, which I'm realizing that this is in Chicago. Last season was in Atlanta. This is in Chicago. Um, I don't know when the New York version is coming out, but I was like, oh, I'm going to sign up for the New York version. Anyway, so as a producer standpoint, you have to answer a load of questions. You have to get vetted. You have to, if I'm a producer and I want this show to work, I need to make sure I find people that I feel like are compatible. Also, there's not a single ugly person on this fucking cast. (laughs) Like, you got to, like... I mean, I mean, I don't find everybody attractive on this cast, but if we're looking at overall, there's not like an overtly ugly individual. Actually, I may not be attracted to some of these people, but like they're not overtly ugly. So like these people are attractive. A lot of them are not my type, but I do think they have a certain sense of attractiveness. They Correct. do like in their own way. Right. So I, like, wouldn't, I would only date probably like one percent. But exactly. <laughs> But, like, from a producer standpoint, like, it has to work. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they have, like, matchmaking people in behind the scenes. Like, you should, because I think it's 24 people in total, right? 12 and 12? Yeah. So, like, out of hundreds of people that applied, it got whittled down to these 24 people. That's, like, a lot of, and, like, I know for RuPaul's Drag Race, you need to take a a psychology test. So, maybe these people had to take a psychology test. Based off the test from the psychology or their therapist, these people would most likely match. I mean, so it's like, like you said, is it brainwashed or this is or like an experiment? Like, so then plot twist, then is this really love being blind or it's a fucking setup? It could be manufactured and they hope this shit is a whole blind date of five weeks. Pretty much. I mean, would you I mean. In order for this show to work, couples have to find love. If nobody finds love on this show, then this show is a bust. So they have to find people who are compatible based on whatever answer they question, whatever answers, whatever questions they answered, you know, to producers, whatever psychological tests, whatever background. They're like, okay, these people have similar backgrounds. Let's see if we could put them together. So I don't know how how it works from the production standpoint, but... Again, if I'm trying to make a successful TV show that Love is Blind works, you know, I have to pick people who signed up that are going to be compatible. All right. So let's dive right into the Ezra as it gets because it's a perfect segue into it, right? Um, The flags, the green flags, the red flags. I already told you guys a little bit about that, right? But just in this season alone, I think off the bat, to your point, drama they're they're flat let me tell you they don't even know it. they was playing flag football and everything was green and red flags like from jump everybody was playing that shit they all i feel like every single one of these people bypassed all the red flags yeah yeah to be honest all of them yeah all of them so okay there is a through z right about any given person mm-hmm. any individual whether i am set up for a blind date or whether I am going out to a bar to see if I meet somebody and I could just, you know, grab a number, right? 
<laughs> back when you know before the pandemic right. um, although i'm about to get up all up on there i'm boosted now so i'm about to go and just hey. do my thing i'm just saying i'm just saying guys i'm just saying it's getting a little warm outside just a little little bit um so there's a through c about a person right no one's perfect we know this right at what point does does a single person a single individual person who would love to fall in love who would love to meet someone right how do they sit there and weigh out the red flags versus those green flags? The green flags that says, this is a go. This is, this is a winner here, right? Where's the ratio in that? Are we talking about on the show or in life in general? Because well, these the are, show... Well, these are people, though. These are people, though, right? Okay, I'm going to give it to you like this. These people, in my opinion... A lot of, and I think, and I think, and I, this is why I like the show, because a lot of these people are in their 30s, I'm in my mm. 30s, right? There is a pressure of being in your 30s that you need to be married and settled down. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of these people, I could be wrong, are on this show because they probably have successes in their lives, mm -hmm. successes in their career, but they don't mm -hmm. have successes in relationships. And that being in their 30s or even late 20s there's a pressure that I need to settle down I haven't got it all yet and the thing I'm missing is a significant person to settle down and be married with so there's a pressure especially being in a pod for 10 days to find the one mm -hmm. in addition to the pressure that you may be feeling internally already um to find someone so you may be bypassing red flags that you see well you can't I shouldn't say see because we're talking about people who haven't met each other in the beginning, you may be bypassing red flags because there's a sense of like, I don't want to say desperation. No, no, say it. Say it. It could be, it could be, it could be a sense of desperation of like, mm -hmm. I got to settle down. I got to settle down. So like you have it here, in your notes. Um, if there's 15 flags out of over 15, 11, like, so the 15 red flags over the 11 from A through Z. Right. You like, like that? Are you are you are you conforming here to 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 what their wants are, their needs are, their values are? Because, you know. A given person may actually have 15 green flags over the 11 red flags, you know, mm -hmm. a given person may have 23 green flags over those three red flags. So it's you what's know, your ratio, you know, like what exactly is that ratio when you think of A through Z about a person and each one stands for a flag? You, you get what I'm saying? Well, in this aspect, I think they're only going through A through D Ooh. in the amount of time they get to know each other. There's no way you're getting A through Z in these four weeks. But aren't but aren't you supposed to? OK, so this is what I'm talking about. Is this experiment truly functional? Even when you're vetting the people who, you know, you can bring to the show and right. someone in there is bound to find the love. Right. Mm -hmm. Even if you're vetting that to set it up in that way, to set up this huge 10 day blind date. Amongst yes. 12 men and 12 women, right? Assuming that this is exactly how they identify themselves with, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Even if that's the case, correct? Then is this really experiment working out in that fashion when you're supposed to truly not see this person at all and truly get to know them from within, right? Is, is it all they're doing is talking. That's all the time in the world they have in their dating, their unique pod dating is talking. You're getting to know these people. You're truly putting your heart on it. What else you got? 
You can't be admiring their haircut. You can't be admiring their eyes. You can't be admiring her ass or his muscles or his shoulders or whatever. My right. case is legs. Um, like you can't <laughs> be doing that, right? So all you really can do is be curious and try and look at who they are through a wall. That's all you can do. You're basically painting a picture of what the person is telling you. So right. you, you know what I mean? So you can only go on what this the person's word. You can only go with how it's interesting because one of the couples, what is his name? He got the girls mixed up because he didn't recognize Shane. the boys. Shane. Yes, he got the girls mixed up. This is really fucking sad that I know exactly who the fuck she's talking about. I was like jaw dropped in front of my TV like Shane. Yes, it was the Shane. 32, the broker. Like, mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. how do you are you not paying attention? How did you get the girls mixed up? Like you didn't you can't well, differentiate they were- the voice. So we're going to go deeper in here. I'm going to tell you why he couldn't differentiate the voice. And this is just my speculation. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we do even go deeper into that shit. Right. To your point, you're supposed to be getting to know this person. You're supposed to know what are your non-negotiables at this point. You should know what are the non-negotiables to and the negotiables. You're supposed to know, are you conforming to their wants, needs, or values or vice versa? Right. Right. You're supposed to be able to determine certain things off the bat. The fact that one of the couples, Shayna and Nick, what's his name? No. Kyle did not discuss religion until right before he proposed to her. Oh, that upset me. That was disturbing to me. That was completely disturbing to me. Where This is exactly what I'm talking about. There is A through Z about a person. There is A through Z. And if to your point, you're at least going to get A through D in those first 10 days of pod dating, what are those top A through D's flags that you want to know? Are they green or are they red? I agree with you 100%. So, yeah, you have Shayna, who believes in God, and then... Kyle is an atheist. Is an atheist. And they was it, in love, girl. They was falling in love. No, I think what happened was he was in love with Shayna from the jump. Shayna was in love with Shane. Is. However... Shane said that Shayna did not express how she felt about him. So therefore he was unsure and then went with um, Natalie, Natalie, who's annoying. I think she's so annoying. And uh, and Natalie pisses me off, too, because it's like he got your name wrong. He called you Shayna. All right. And then you got upset. So let's dive into the wrong names, the second choices, and all that good stuff, right? Because it's going to get a little messy, right? Because this all goes back to the psychological aspect, right? Right. This all goes back to mid-30s, to your point. You know what you know. You have experiences at this point. I'm sure all of them do. Mm -hmm. Some level of experience, right? Just to sum up um, the first segment, do we judge books by its blind cover? Exactly what you said. I share what I want you to know about me so you can picture who I am. So you can build this picture of the person, right? This image. So are we judging books by that blind cover? Are we really going to make judgments here? Are there really people out there who are truly willing and able and capable of falling in love with someone's soul, with someone's voice? Girl. And not see... And not, I mean, so am I, but not see who that person is at all, because I'll tell you this much. I like to look at people in their eyes. I Mm -hmm. like to look at eyes. I like to make that connection with them 
because I have a strong feeling and I feel wholeheartedly that I can pick up on this when someone is not being their true self. I look at people dead in their eyes. I am the type of person that I say what I mean and I mean what I say. Right. If I did it, I'm going to own up to it. Right. I hold myself accountable. You're going to see it right here in my big ass eyes. So <laughs> I like to look at people's eyes. I like to see the sincerity through their eyes. So for me, I cannot, I don't even judge people by a cover that I'm looking at, let alone trying to even judge a book by a blind cover that I'm creating based on what you're choosing to share with me about what your story is. So I, how, how does that make any sense psychologically to me? Beats me. And I think I'm starting to really question the, the ability of this experiment um, because of the way season two is hitting off, because of the way these people have been vetted, because of who they have chosen right. to show who they are and with whom, okay? The non-negotiables, we're hitting that off with something as simple as religion. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen, big deal for me it's personally. a big fucking deal. It should be for everyone. If you are someone who has a certain belief, no matter what it is, and it is important to you to share that value with the partner that you're choosing to have in your life for the rest of your life, right? Right. Then please make that your non-negotiable and make that flag A, B, C, or D. See, That's what that has to be. I agree. And I think in this case for... Uh, Shayna, she already felt that because, and this is my opinion, that Shane chose Natalie. Mm -hmm. Now she's, there's a desperation of like, oh, well, I did have a connection with this guy and the other one didn't choose me. So like, let me, let me try. And the thing is, she was questioning in the beginning because she was like, well, we really don't have that much in common. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like we do, we have a lot of differences and the religion thing was a big one. Um, she she took too long, in my opinion, to answer when he asked. Mm -hmm. You could tell she was wrestling with herself. And we'll talk about that later on, you know, because we see her deal with this afterwards. But I mm -hmm. feel like and him, too, when the, when he because we find out that he's also a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. They're just two different people. And I feel like she said yes, because she felt like she had to, because, again, I'm in this pressure cooker of this pod and we only have 10 days and I need to find the love of my life now because, mm -hmm. oh my God. Um, so I felt like she wasn't going to leave here without a marriage proposal mm -hmm. and she got it and she just so, chose this one. So I kind of want to, I want to kind of throw in there a little dose of salt, a dose of saltiness here for a second to make this a little messier. <laughs> um, it's not to blame her for anything. I don't know her from a hole in the wall and I don't really know her full story. Right. Right. But I will say this, what she showed shows an issue that a lot of women do have, especially a woman who has already called off an engagement. She went on the show with knowing that already she had already right. previously called off an engagement. We don't know all the details of that. Really nobody's business to be honest. We don't need to know, to know the details. But what I saw was really someone who was chasing the desperate dream of just healing from that doing like some form of recovery from her having to call off that engagement mm -hmm. and to be engaged again because of just how stupid that was and how much of a mistake that was not the the fact that she called off the engagement but just the act the, the general thing itself the general concept right, right. of because how that she, made her look of how that correct. made her feel because she did say that the uh, her previous relationship she didn't go with her gut feeling mm-hmm and I feel like she did the same thing again with Kyle. Exactly. And so I say that to say, and this is the last point I will say in the As Raw As It Gets um, segment, don't go on a show without being 
truthful with who the fuck you are. And especially Agreed. a show that brings out the essence of setting people up, relationships, or even a, a show with healing. A show like you see um, where they're going for couples therapy, marriage boot camp. You see, and I get it. These are all celebrities. But the truth is, even if we were talking about regular, regular, regular people, you still need to be ready to make that transformation. You still need to be ready Correct. to go through that process. You cannot just go out of desperation in that moment to fix yourself or mm -hmm. to fix your situation and fuck up your own life even further or fuck up somebody else's life. Because in the real world, that's essentially what happens. When you think about somebody going for a rebound because they're coming out of a relationship, you are giving absolutely no fucks about that other person's emotions. You're being absolutely selfish. And you and then that's okay. Some people are selfish. And that's okay if that's what you are. No problem. But you're dragging other people with you. And the thing here is, the plot twist here is that this is com being completely televised. <laughs> and so right. everybody's seeing you go through this bullshit. Um, for me, it's just become a true question of the type of things we are, the type of experiments we're putting society through, the type of um, image concepts and mindsets that we're trying to impose on people or to at least promote to people um, to believe in. You know, there are people who believe in love and believe they want to find it and believe they can find it. I just think that some people, a lot of people, even if it is for a show and they're being vetted, they're going through a whole process. They're trying to convince themselves that they can do all of that very blindly. When in fact, the blindfold comes off, mm -hmm. everybody exits the pod, they're meeting each other face to face, and then the shit hits the fan. So we're going into the double or nothing segment where we're going to get real raw with this shit. Yeah. And this is subtitled, not just a reality TV show, it is reality, y'all. Okay. Yeah. So let's dive right into some of the choices and the decisions we were able to see televised. And the truth is, this shit happens in real life. Like it fucking happens in real life. The religion question, the fact that there's a woman who hesitated to say yes. Now, if you remember how we opened up this episode and you remember the little, the little insight I gave you. I was nervous as fuck on the day of my wedding. I still wanted to run the other way. I remember my sister said, if you're not sure, let's just run. I don't give a wow. fuck what anybody says. Like, I was not sure. I was not okay if I wanted to get married or not. I was nervous. I even got sick that morning. I was just, not, I got sick, girl. I was like hugging the toilet bowl. I was oh throwing my up at the beauty salon, getting my makeup and hair done. I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. Like, I was just not okay. Y'all, I hope he never hears this because I don't know if he knows this for a fact. Um, we're divorced. He's happily married now. But, um, you know, that might be offensive to some people. You never know. Yeah. Um, but I was just not okay. I, in that moment, really was regretting the decision and did not want to get married for many reasons. For many reasons, right? Yeah. But when we think about that, we think about someone who hesitates, who hesitated for so long. She hesitated, she hesitated for a while. And, like, you saw her face. Yes. Like, her face was so distraught her face was so confused her face was so stuck she was, she was stuck. stuck yes she, it was like she looked like she was between a wall and what the sword and uh and the wall like there's okay. a saying in spanish entre la espada y la pared espada being a sword and la pared being a wall that's how she she looked like she was feeling in that moment and it was scary as fuck to see a woman be in that situation I feel like when we see some of these videos on social media circulating, uh -huh. when there's proposals and a woman says no or walks away, 
people are trashing that woman. Yes. People are like, that's fucked up. She's a bitch. How can she do that to him? Right. Here's another. What you guys expect? You expect someone to say yes when deep down inside they're not sure or don't want to. Yeah, you don't know what's going on in that person's mind or whatever. Right. No, I agree with you. It's because of things like that, shit like that, when we're scrutinizing a woman for saying no at the time of a proposal. It's shit like that that makes people like Shayna, for example, pause, hesitate, and still say yes out of desperation. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking to myself, like a lot of these people know they're on camera. This is going to be filmed. The The internet is cruel and you don't want to look like a bad person. You mm-hmm. don't want that to be painted. You also don't want the editors to edit you in this kind of way. Mm-hmm. So you may feel obligated to say yes because you don't want to feel like a sh- like people to think you're a bad person for mm. saying no. Because mm-hmm. if we and and we see this, and I know we're gonna get into it, like. The physical attraction, after all that talk of the pod, wasn't there for a lot of the couple. A lot of them. They were like, oh. And, and I think there's a part of them that feels guilty because they feel like, on paper, this person is supposed to be perfect for me. Mm-hmm. But the physical attraction is not there. Right. And, and there's a pressure that you feel based on being on a show like Love is Blind, where you're like, well, this is why I'm on the show, right? Because nothing else has worked for me thus far. And I feel like these people... And I feel like what's her name said it, um, Mallory, that she's used to dating people like Jared. Like Jared. J- mm-hmm. Jared is like the type of person she always dates and mm-hmm. it's never worked out. So yeah. people are going to the extreme opposite of what they used to for what they used to date. And then they're wondering, well, why isn't this working now? Right. It's it's when you find like again, the regulars, right? Myself, you, right? I love when people say to me. But that is your type. My best friends. My best friends do that shit to me all the time when I send them a picture <laughs> of a guy. And I'm like, that's not my type. And they're like, bitch, that's your type. And I'm like, I sit there and I look back of all the men I've dated. It's like, this is going to sound bad, right? <laughs> but it's like very diversified. I mean, and not that it's like, you know, the United Nations here. I don't you. have like that. But that's it's very good. It's diversified by, and, and I want to say diversified by many things. Um ethnicities, race, body type. Um, I mean, I, language. Some of them speak, you know, more than two languages. Like, it's like, nice. like I've, I've looked back on it and I'm like, I really don't have a set type, but I can see why each of them fit what Daisy's type is, right? Right, okay. And I had a man, I talked about him, not, let me pause, he was not my man. <laughs> There's this gentleman who I talk about him a little messy on last week's episode, y'all want to tune into that one. Um, needless to say, he is blocked. But um, ah. this man was like kicking it to me, whatever, and he made a disturbing comment to me about me dating the type of man that he fits into. Um, and it had to do with his race. And okay. he made the comment. And I thought his comment was very disrespectful towards me because he was not Latino. He was Latinx? not Latino. No, he okay. was not. Um, I actually thought his comment was disrespectful to me because if you have your mind already set in, on a judgment on towards anyone who is not of your race and you're making comments like that, that I question now your stance on certain things about, you know, how welcoming you are, how receptive you are to 
things I may say of my culture, of my, of my ethnicity. You know what I mean? Right. So that was already a red flag to me. Right. And so hence why he's black now. But, um, <laughs> I say that to say he made that comment. And for me, it became a question of, do I ignore this red flag or not? Mm. You know, I don't care if I've dated his type of race because that was his direct question to me. It's what came after that. Do I ignore this red flag or do I allow all the other little green flags that I was scattering around to say, mm, well, he could be one of the my type. He could be someone I could still deal with. He could be someone I could still entertain a little bit, open up a doorway to see where it goes. Right. Why do I say that? Because I do feel that when you are getting to know each other, even when you haven't seen them, you could pick up on certain things when it does come to who they are physically. Right. And that goes to your point of what Mallory said. She kind of she says it after they go on the vacation when they already chose their couple. So let me just let me just let me just put this out there. Jared was dating Ayana. Ayana. Ayana and Mallory, pod dating. Mallory was dating Jared and Sal, Salvador, right? Yes. Jared chooses Mallory and says, if I propose to you right now, would you say yes? Uh, y'all, this is, I'm so spilling the tea. And if you haven't watched yes. it, oh, spoiler sorry. Alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. And this show is sponsored by Queens Infusions, a mompreneur-owned brand that creates terpenes and CBD-infused wellness products. Woman-owned, mompreneur, small business-owned, Queens Infusions wellness products are homemade in small batches from locally sourced ingredients, and they are my absolute favorite. To mellow out, to chill, to enjoy the scent, the taste, ooh, you name it. You don't want to miss this. Go to the show notes, go to Queens Infusions Etsy shop, and at checkout, use DDRT code for 20% off, courtesy of Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast. And Mallory says, um, no, that she's had a connection with someone else. She was okay. lying to herself, bro. Okay. I don't understand okay. what so that wait. was about. Continue. So wait, you, you, no, you're hitting it. It's exactly what the fuck happened. So what does she do? She, first of all, she's crying hysterical. Like she just lost the love of her life. Let but me sit okay. down. Okay. All right. Let so me sit down. That's what I'm saying. I'm she, like. She cried hysterical, right? This is, a, this is why society looks at us women. Like we're the fucking problem. This is why, right. and I'm and I'm gonna call it the fuck out. I'm gonna call it the fuck out, right? Okay. She chooses Sal, but she does not before. She goes back into the pod room with all the ladies, and Ayana basically <gasps> puts two and two together, right? Of what just happened, and I think like after that, shortly after that, the day after, Jared calls Ayana in to try and propose to her. Bullshit. Okay. So now Mallory chooses Sal, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, according to her, there was more of a connection. Great. Ayana, in the meantime, tells him she got to think about the proposal. He comes back, tries to propose to her again, because basically at this point, Ayana knows she was second choice, right? Yeah. Ayana's like, she's nervous. She doesn't know what to do. Buzz, 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 this and there. And she says, yes. Fast forward to proposals are done. They're fiancés. They're going to get married, go to your getaway one week. What they don't know is they're all going to be there. And Mallory meets Jared. Jared meets Mallory and they're talking at the bar. There's an instant attraction. 
instant. there is an instant physical attraction. So to the producers, executive producers, to the ones that were vetting all these people, I would just want to give you guys a big, big, huge red flag. Fuck you with that moment right there, because it proves it proves it proves that love is not always fucking blind. And I'm going to tell you why, because Mallory fucking tells Jerry. She knew in his voice, she knew in the things he was saying. Right. That he was the type of guy she always dated. Yes. And so she went the other way. Yep. She knew it. She knew it. She was able to get that from the conversations. And no matter how much she knew of her consciously subconscious attraction, her preference, her type, both physically, emotionally, mentally, what she was getting from him, she still chose to go the other way because all these other times she's dated this type of man. And it never and it worked, out. worked out. Correct. So she went the other way. And now you got two other people fucking insecure as shit looking at these two people who initially made a connection, not knowing if they're going to fucking make it. Because, you know, after 10 days in a pod and a week on a vacation while you're getting to know your fiance, who you just saw a couple of days ago yes, in person, exactly. you're insecure of if your relationship is going to make it or not. Well, she all right. So Jared in the pod was devastated. That she said no. He and didn't you, even. But, girl. but the thing is, is that he didn't even ask to marry her yet. He goes, if I were to ask you, would you say yes? So he, he technically didn't propose, propose. He proposed mm-hmm. the proposal, right? And when she said no, I've never met somebody so devastated. If you didn't have feelings for him, why are you so devastated about this? I don't understand. And he was de- he, I mean, he was crying. He didn't want nobody talking to him. He got the freaking uh, towel put over his face. No, like he was crying. I've never. He was crying. First of all, I've never in my life. And fuck you to all my exes. I never in my life seen none of my exes. I've seen them cry, but I've never, ever seen them cry like that. Let alone before they met me face to face. Devastated he was. He was. The devastation was fucking real. But then it poses a question. Was his devastation truly real because of his heart? Or was it because of his his pride? or And his desperation to also be with someone because of his life experience. Right, because we also find out by that he almost died. He was stabbed. Right. Good question. Clock is ticking. There's a lot of factors that go into this type of thing. Listen, this is why I said this is not just reality TV show. This is a reality I can bet you a thousand dollars that if tomorrow I meet a man who a year and a half ago almost fucking died in an accident or what have you, he has an attraction towards me. I have an attraction towards him. There is a good chance that if he is in a speedy recovery post accident (laughs) and a speedy desperation to not be alone and to not die alone, that he might pop the question just because. Uh Uh-huh. There is a real regular, regular, regular possibility that shit can happen to anybody. Right. Because of desperation. Because I could fucking die tomorrow and I have no kids. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a real thought. It's a real scary thought that puts people in a situation to sit there and say, do I really believe love is blind? It's, it's, it's crazy. Or am I just going to fake it till I make it here and see if I fall in love with this person even after I meet them? 
He's faking it till he's making it. I don't think he really feels that way about Ayana at all. I think he made it very apparent when they were talking at the bar, him and Mallory, how mm-hmm. like she's he's like, I know you. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you. I knew you in the pod. And like the the you can tell she was fighting her feelings mm-hmm. because I think she felt bad because even she admitted that the physical attraction for Salvador was not really there. there. It was not there. She said it. She said it. She absolutely did. So, I mean, and, and, and I was very mad at Jared because he was pushing it like, you know, I know you. Yeah, he was. I know you, did, I know you didn't like that ring. You it's, wanted a gold one. It's not a fucking experiment. Fuck the love is blind shit. This, this was a, a mind fuck. It was a fucking game. This is a game. It was a game. And the truth is, all is fair in love and war, y'all. All is fair in love and war. Okay. Says Shayna, who's coming back, spoiler alert, to try to get Shane. She's trying to be a homewrecker. You saw how yeah, desperate she, she is now? She's trying to be a yes. homewrecker. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly why I was leading this conversation with the things we're conforming to psychologically, mentally, right? When we're he- sitting here, and I've had already um, a few discussions here on this platform about wellness and healing and trauma and relationships and just mental health in general, right? And how we're becoming better people. And, and I've had guests here who are survivors are still healing through these processes are still Mm -hmm. becoming better versions of themselves so that someday when they do find that partner that person they can truly contribute to it instead of continuing experiences that may be negative and attribute it to that relationship right right and when i think about experiments like this fuck the fact that it's a tv show when i think about experiments like this we think about a lot of people who go out in society and think that love is a game and then there's people who think love is truly an experiment there are people that get a whole high a whole vibe out of just leading people on out of just seeing who they could get the most out of to then make a decision and say all right that's the keeper right there because that person did this for me did that for me did this for me the other one is not going to say it the other one is not going to do it. The other mm-hmm. one is not going to give this to me. You know, there are people who lead with that, with the game piece. What does that game look like? Well, let's not go too far, right? When we have Shane, for example, I think for him, in a sense, it did become a little bit of a game. Okay. When he threw it at Shayna and said, I was waiting for you to open up. I was waiting for you to do this. He turned that shit around on her real quick. Yes, he did. real quick he turned that shit around on her like let me point the finger you this is your fault so because you didn't do that i went with her this is it's pure bullshit okay so i wanted to put that out there with the whole concept of the second choices too right (sighs) these people know exactly what they were getting into let's go back to the regular life if i go into a bar and i'm at a bar and there's myself and two other women down that bar right there okay we're all sitting there there's a man walking in it's it's a free fall right there. He could choose who he wants to go to or one of us could choose which one of us is going to approach him. Right. right. And if this conversation is a vibing, what is he going to do? He's going to get up. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Talk to you later. And he could walk right down yep. the other stool, bar stools and talk to the next one. If, if, if it doesn't become a hit with number one choice, a lot of people do have a number two choice. That's the right. reality of life, whether it's a TV show, reality TV, or it is at a bar, at a restaurant, whatever, what have you, right? And so I say that to say, and I ask the question and I pose it, do we get upset even if we are chosen as the number two? Do well, we get mad at this? Um, 
in real life, probably. I think, well, I don't know. I, I've never been in this type of thing before where I like, well, maybe. I've never been somebody's girlfriend, so I've technically always been like one or two or three. If you're comfortable with being one or two or three, then that's a different story. I think in the case of the pod situation, the women definitely had their number one. Like with Natalie, Shane was her always her number one. Mm. And she had an issue with being Shayna. Mm -hmm. um, Deep D, from what we saw, it looked like Shake was her only one and only. Which was interesting because she said off the jump that wasn't her type. Right. So again, we're talking about people going the polar opposites of what they used to date because it hasn't worked in the past. Neither one of them dated Indian people before, but they feel like because I'm in this type of experiment um, or situation and nothing has worked for me in the past, maybe because... Maybe I should be dating my race or maybe I should date another Indian person because dating white people hasn't worked for me. So there's like a for like they're forcing it without uh, being true to themselves. And I think Shake is having issues because I think he realizes, eh, I'm not really, he's not attracted to this person. How uncomfortable can I make this conversation right now? Because we're about to go into, uh, first of all, Abby is Shake, right? Because I, I called him Abby, the other. The, His nickname stuff. is Shake. Shake, right? Um, so Shake, let's call him Shake. Yeah. How uncomfortable can I make this right now? Make it super uncomfortable. I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Y'all, I'm I bet you someone out there is going to write me a negative comment about this, but I don't give a shit. I'm going to keep it all the way wrong. We get comfortable being real uncomfortable on this fucking platform. And so I'm going to say what I'm going to say, right? Yes. When it comes to Shake and when it comes to Dipti, that's her name of both Indian background, they said so proudly that they had only dated white blonde hair people, right? So I asked myself, did both of y'all deep down inside, deep, deep down inside, maybe for cultural reasons, decide this was going to be the easier route and more accepting to get married, accepting for your families, accepting, ah, I'm, I'm gonna call it what it is. I'm gonna call it what wow. it is because if your type has been white, blonde hair, blue eyes, whatever have you, right? You mean to tell me nowhere in there, nowhere in there, there's been a possibility of you marrying one of them? You mean to tell me that discussion wasn't even a piece of discussion? You mean to tell me, did it ever cross your mind that maybe they're not of Indian background? So are you ready to have the conversation of somebody converting, somebody adopting? And completely right. adjusting to your culture. Right. Was that even going to be a topic of conversation? Just like the religion conversation with the other couple. Right. Get what I'm saying? I feel like when it comes to that part, and to your point, Sheikh is not happy with his choice. Sheikh is, according to him, not physically attracted. You know? He's Sheik like, is, she's cool. Like, we She's a hype out. woman. She's like the friend. You know, is he saying, is he alluding that he would have friend zoned her? You know, Probably. like, you know, the, the friend with benefit, you know, he's also the one that said, like, asked the question, you know, uh, can I carry you on my shoulders? First of all, I get it. I'm a very plus size woman. Right. I Same. get it. OK, I get what it is for our community. You know, the, the little comments. Right. Um, I'm also very confident and very comfortable in my skin and, and in my size. Right. Good I am. Girl. 
I am, you know, I've learned to just be very welcoming of this entire journey. Okay. I take a deep breath because I may share with y'all a little later what my overdose is going to be about, but I am very mm-hmm. welcoming of this. I've, I've successfully lost a, a, a great amount of weight. Pandemic helped me gain a good set of those pounds back. All of us, yeah. You know, and now I'm back on this journey, losing weight again. And of course, all my vacation clothes are fitting too big because I picked the wrong fucking size, guys. So I'm devastated about this. But I say, okay. I say that to say, though, right? Whether we are confident in our size and in our skin or not, I do want to say I appreciate him figuring out a way to smoothly ask that question. Because in that moment, he was being completely true to himself of what his physical preference is when it comes to a woman. And I would rather that, I would rather that than to him being fake with himself and being fake with other women. Acting like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to get to know you. I want to get to know you. I want to get to know you. And then it turns out he happens to pick a woman who is not of the size that he prefers. Yes. And I, a lot of other I people were ask, yes, and a lot of other people were asking, like, well, do you like to work out? That's another indicator. Like, they were asking these questions to kind of get around that, well, what's your size? You know, that's a, he, you know, I felt like, was it rude to ask? Maybe. But For at some least people, he, yes. yes. Right? But at least, again, like you, to your point, he was being true to what his preference is and being true to himself. And the nicest way to ask what your physical, how you are physically is like, can I put you on my shoulders? I mean, how else would you ask? Like, can I pick you up? Type? I mean, like, quite frankly, if I was one of those women, I would have said, I don't know. Can you? What does your arm size look like? What can you boom. carry? Have you, you go- squatted 200 and something pounds like at like, the gym? Like, I want to like, know. How, right. How You how, tell like, me, like, because if you can squat 200 plus size pounds, hell yeah, you can carry me. I'm still not going to tell you my weight, but hell yeah, you can carry me. Like, exactly. There's a way to still maneuver that conversation. I just feel that if I saw anybody being in his true element and his true self and saying he likes what he likes and this is who he is, regardless of what his background is, because apparently his background was he grew up being a little bit on the big side as a child. Right. But even if that's the case, he said what he meant and he meant what he said. This is who he is. He's right, you being can't be mad truthful. At you cannot be upset at that. You right. cannot be upset at the reality that this is being televised. But many of us, I'm sure. I am sure I've been married more than once. I've been married more than once. I've been in relationships where I've been the rebound. I've, I've also had rebounds. Uh-huh. I've been in relationships where someone picked me after their number one said no. And I've been in relationships where I said no to someone because I picked someone else already. Well, how did you feel about that? Knowing that they picked someone else over me? Yeah, like you were the second choice. Oh, that one, that one, that did happen to me too, actually. Um, I mean, in that moment, I didn't know it. I didn't know it until well after, but at that point it had just become a factor of it is what it is. I'm the type of person that focuses on what my relationship is as Uh opposed to, well, what happened with that person? Why not? Why not her? You know, that's something Ayana did in that moment when, when Jared ended up proposing to her is. Are you sure? Are you proposing to me? Because she said no. Why are you proposing to me? What is your reason? What is, like, it's like, bro, it's either you're going to say yes or no. Well, I mean, like, 
I when I first saw that I was upset with Jared because I'm like you were completely devastated over this Mallory <laughs> and then the next day you're gonna ask Ayana are you asking her because again we you and I already addressed this out of whatever outside factor that's happening maybe this is a game maybe you this is the thing though this is also reality TV and he said he's an entrepreneur are you doing this so you can stay on TV longer like it's just so much different factors but I respect her asking him, like, are you sure? Because I wasn't the first one. And she was devastated. You saw her walking down the hallway. She couldn't even walk. Yeah, she fell. She fell to the ground. She was devastated because. And ladies, if a man ever makes you fall to that ground <laughs> on your knees, that's telling you, you in deep, 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 deep. Your heart is in that so deep and you need to regroup yourself and you need to get yourself right back up. I, that hurt me to see her fall like that. She fell to the ground. She couldn't even take a breath while she was crying. Like it right. was <gasps> like it was like that. Because in her mind, he had. Now, again, we don't know. I guess in her mind, he had painted himself as being her number one and vice versa. So like. So I go back to my point. Is it a brainwash? Is it experimental? Are these people showing up as their true self or are they playing games? Yeah. I go back I to my questions. I go back to my it, questions. I go back to the psychological piece. All is fair in love and war. Shit will happen. Shit will happen. People will try and get into your relationships. Let's not even go too far in the reality, in the real world. This is why you have people who say, I wasn't cheating. I was just talking to her just to see if I still got it. There are people, there are people who will do that. There are women who will do that. Do you know how many times I've walked in the city and I see women go like this? Watch. I might put this as a clip, as a video yeah. clip. They go like this real quick. Is that easy? Is that easy? They hide their engagement ring. And they're going to go to the bar. And they're going to try and get a drink. And they're going to try and flirt. And they're going to try and see if they still got it. They're going to do it. Women do it too all the time. Mm -hmm. women do it too all the time shout out to those women though because it's very skillful to do <laughs> but i'm just saying women do it all the time it happens all the time and it just comes to a point of it's like first of all this is not to say i'm not going to watch the remainder of the episodes by the time you guys listen to this i would have already watched the remainder of the other episodes and i encourage Correct. all of you guys to go and watch season one and season two in full so you guys can actually think, and this is not just about, honestly, this is not just about anybody who's just single and looking for a relationship. That's that moment right there, that show, the process that it takes psychologically, um, mentally, emotionally, and even physically, because then you have to put your physical attractions to the test to see if it's even going to happen. Right. right. It, it's a true testament to the wave. And the flow, no, it's not the waves. It's the, it's the waves, the waves, the entire wave, length and flow, height, um, force, deep, the depth, you name it, of how marriages go. Okay. You do not remain attracted to the same exact person for who they were in the beginning, 20, 30, 40 years. A lot of people who make it to 40 years don't even make it fully 1000% faithful. Okay. Mm. I'm gonna call it how it is. I'm going to call it how it is. Mm -hmm. We're all changing and we're aging. And some of us age really well. Some of us. And some of us. <laughs> some of you don't. I'm, I'm right. kidding. That was terrible. But <laughs> that was horrible. But the fact is that 
I have to be able to continue to fall in love with that person, who they are becoming, who they are evolving into, and who they are changing into physically too. Yeah. I have to be able to look at this person and say, oh, okay, I like that little salt and pepper beard he got going on right there. You know, even yes. if he didn't have that like 10 years, even if he didn't have that like 10 years ago. You get what I'm saying? Like, I have to be able to do that. People have to be able to be okay with that. People have to be okay with happening, going through that with themselves and then accepting that with their partner because of those changes. You know what I mean? It's the emotional attraction is the physical attraction. It's, it's getting to know that person again. Don't, aren't you supposed to be always dating your spouse? It's the constant dating. Absolutely. It's, it's all of that. And, you know, when I look at it, it's, it's a simple experimental TV show. And it's really an experiment. But when you think about it, it's a continuous fucking experiment that, in, in an essence, you have to constantly ask yourself, like, am I still in love with this person? Or do I just love them? Is it because I've been with them this long? Or because right. I truly have a companion and a partner with them? Is this my best friend? Some people mm-hmm. don't even want a best friend in their partner. Some people don't even want that. They want to keep their best friends completely separate. That's weird, but okay. <laughs> you think that's weird? I do. Like, because at the end of the day, I mean, I've never been in a relationship, but I can't, I can't say anything. But I feel for myself, people always say I want to be married to my best friend. Because when the love is struggling, you have where the friendship is there mm-hmm. to help build you up for that love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I may be saying this wrong, but like, you know, a friend, there's some, you may have, some people have strong connection with their friends than they have with their spouse, boyfriend, not, girlfriend. Not you hiding your face when you say that. Oh, my bad. No. <laughs> I'm talking with my hands. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what, what you not sharing with us? <laughs> no, no. But some people really do have stronger relationships with their friends. Than with their partners. Than with their partners. So when people say, I want to marry my best friend, they're ba- essentially saying that they want to be with somebody who they can have almost that same type of strong bond that you would have with your friend. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm saying it, I, I'm, I'm having trouble saying it, but you know what I mean? No, no, you make perfect sense because it just reminded me of one of the scenes in the TV show. And it put a lot in question for me with why he chose Mallory. Jared chose to tell Ayana about his near-death experience. He didn't mm. tell Mallory. No. But he told her that app, but he didn't tell her he that. He told in the her pod. that afterwards. He didn't tell her in the pod. Mm-hmm. I believe he said at the bar. He told Diana, I've never told anyone this. He definitely, I can assure you, told Diana first. Right. And that puts in question to me, right? What, what, how do you categorize the things that you do share and the importance of it and whom you choose to share it with? I would there's I know a lot of people who would get offended if they found out that their spouse has shared something with the best friend and not with them. Right. A lot of people will get offended. A lot of people will say, well, where's the trust? Mm-hmm. Where's our relationship? Where's our partnership? If you can't trust me, if you can't tell me, why does he know before I know? Why does she know before I know? Right. I don't know if you remember the movie. I mean, you probably do, I'm sure. Um, the movie with Tay Diggs and Lathan and um Oh my God! I forgot her last name. This is best terrible. Uh, um, best Br- brown sugar. Oh, Do you remember brown yes, sugar? Brown sugar, yes, yes. When yes. his wife, um, Tay Diggs's wife, is upset at the friendship, and then she eventually calls it out and says, "You know, you're in love with him mm-hmm. because her husband always turns to her, his best friend, 
who's the female. Her husband always goes to her. Um, he's in trouble. He quit his job. He started a business. The first person that found out was his best friend. It wasn't yeah. his partner. And so that does pose a question that you have those people, like I said, who rather separate the two. And it's cool because they want to be able to turn to someone who just knows them all these years. Right. Mm -hmm. But then it's the other version of the spouse. It's like some of them are okay with it and don't give a shit and just make a difference. But then some of them, it really does fucking matter. And it does pose that question for me looking on the outside in. I would question a man like Jared more for choosing to share something so deep that he had. He just said, I haven't shared this with just anybody. Only a few people, my close friends and family now. Right. And he shared it with Ayana. Yet somehow he wanted, he chose to propose or want to propose to Mallory. But you just share something so deep, so life-changing with the other person. Well, maybe he figures, well, I'm supposed to be marrying this person anyway. So you're going to. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, I guess he felt like, well, I mean, this is something you're supposed to tell your spouse. Right. So let me tell her. And I mean, eventually he's going to have to find out because we learned that they're not having sex until the, they get married. Um, he has that's, that big scar on his stomach. That's a whole, which I think other, is very, that's a whole other question, girl. I think that's very smart of Ayana, especially since she knew that she was not the first choice. And she already said she has trust issues. The conversation at the bar gave her some more insecurity, I believe. And I think she's smart for not sleeping with him. All right, so let's close the segment out with just this one last question, right? Whether it's Ayana, whether it's Daisy. Let's say it's Daisy. Mm -hmm. Me, in six months, Miss D, meet someone, happens to confirm that I am his number one, number two choice. I was not his number one. And all of a sudden, I'm going to put up all these rules just to see if this is going to work in my favor. Is that even worth it? Or shouldn't I just step away from the woman I knew I was choice number two and I'm not fucking with that? But see, that's what Ayana said. She's like, I don't want to be number two. I deserve to be with somebody who's going to be in, be my number one, which is why I'm confused why she said yes to the proposal. But anyway, um, that, that, I think. But that's that's because that, that's exactly the frustration. What is going on with the world today, what is going on with society, what is going on with people of our age, mid-30s, what is going on even with some 20-year-olds who want to grow up real, real fast and commit real, real fast, right? Is the sense of desperation, is the sense of partnership, is the sense of, I don't want to be left alone forever, so let me hurry up to this because this is my prime. So this is when I'm definitely going to find someone, right? right. Mid-30s is like, oh my God, I'm running out of time. Let me hurry up to do this. You know, it's like, I got, I got to hurry. I, I mean, but do you, do you really, you know, I love when I say, mm, you know, they're like, don't, don't you want to get married? Don't you want another, another kid? I'm like, uh, and it, real quick, even before cancer is, oh, but you already have a kid. You've already been married. And? Well, you're looking at it from a different perspective, I think, in my opinion. It like, is a, diff a, but it is a different life. perspective. It is you because it's a perspective of each individual's person, right? It's based on your experiences too, Right. I also know that because I look at it from a different perspective, there's a great chance that the way I look at it as someone who's been married, who's had certain experiences, who's had a child, mm -hmm. would make certain decisions. Correct. Differently. Mm -hmm. Even in a moment of desperation or consciousness, and I'm chill, calm, cool, and collective too, right? Yeah. As opposed to someone who doesn't have children, is of my same age, has not been married, and might actually 
even though they might feel like I want to be the number one, they might still give it a chance and see where it can go. You know what? I think from a personal standpoint, because this is just my Gemini pride talking, I will feel some type of way. There could also be a sense of like, well, I'm going to prove that you are making the right decision by picking me. You might, you know, you may have been feeling some type of way about one and it didn't work out. But now that you're with me, I'm going to show you why that didn't work out. Okay. I, I mean, okay, Jade. Okay, Jade. She's like, where's my gavel? But I'm I saying. Said. <laughs> right. So I think Ayana needs to step it up because she's kind of playing it low key right now, which is annoying. Um. And I think that, like, if I if I knew that I was somebody's number two, you would have to push your pride aside because the pride is going to be that's what's going to eat you is the pride. And that's mm. what's going to get in your head. Um, unless you're that person who's definitely like, no, I'm never going to be somebody's number two. Mm. I should only be somebody's number one. And I'm going to step away from this. Because who knows what kind of decisions they're making based on the fact that the first one didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, it's hard for me to say. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go right into the overdose. I have mm-hmm. a little one-liner there, but I just came up with a thought, with an idea. And I usually don't do this, but we're going to do it now. Hey. <laughs> so, on my overdose, I wanted to, it wasn't even a rant. It was just like a final statement, final words, final thoughts. Um, while I'm totally up for this entertainment, I really don't have time for this type of shit, this type of mess. <laughs> I really don't. And I, and I, and I really, I know that I can't even say they're celebrities or public figures yet. There are people who were vetted for this show. And yes. they were head on, game on to go on the show. But they are still people regardless, right? And so I really wish they would have known just how much damage could have been done to others, to themselves, um, mm-hmm. if they didn't go into this really thinking of the purpose to the show and why they're going on to the show, right? Um, I want to also say... I don't believe in love is blind, y'all. I need to see people's eyes. I need to see people's yeah. eyes. And I need to see Agreed. people's eyes. Um, but I do want to uh, wanna close this out on this overdose with a quick little trivia question. Kind of like three questions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to guess or no, okay? Okay, I'm going to And we're going to close it out like that um, because it's not just about the show. It's about real life circumstances. Again, Jade is someone who has not been married, no children, right? We're around the same age. I am someone yes. who has been married, has a child. But, you know, I've come back and forth with the idea of getting remarried, you know, having another kid. You know, if it's, I always say, you know, if it's the right person who could convince me to do it, sure, why not? And I laugh right. it off, right? If it was only that easy. <laughs> but I do laugh it off, right? Okay, cool. So here are our trivia questions. We're just going to give a yes or a no. Okay. okay. All right. Ready? Yes. I'm excited. Okay. Ready? Yes. Set. Go. Marry someone of a different religion. No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no. I would have to say no. Okay. okay. Next question. Say yes to a proposal after you know he proposed to someone else. Yeah, why not? No, I would have to say no. Okay. Okay. 
She said, yeah, why not? Girl, we wasn't going to discuss that, but I like well, I it. I mean, like, is it, is, it, is, it, is it like immediately? Is it like months later? Is it day? Like. Girl, he was dating the both of y'all. That's exactly what Jared did. Oh, then I would have said, okay, that changed. If we're talking about like, if I'm in the pod, no, absolutely not. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying yes. Fuck that. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. No, I would say no. Right, no. If we lived in a world like that, I would say no. Yeah, no. Agreed. Which, for the record, I do believe plenty of times we are living in a world like that. So, therefore, I will still say no. Some <laughs> of y'all, it. some of y'all be playing real fucking games. Some of y'all be living double lives and y'all be hiding it well. Well, 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 okay? So, no, I would not. I would not conform to all the other things being number two and suddenly nominated to number one because number one said no. That would not be right. my thing. Okay. The last question. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Holding off on having sex till marriage because you're not sure yet. No. Why would you hold off on sex? Why would I hold off on sex? Mm-hmm. I'm a horny bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm horny all the time. Um, hold off if I wasn't. Um. Sometimes you need to know sexual chemistry. That's big. It's huge. Thank you. Thank you. One more time for the people in the back. Thank you, Jade, for saying that. Hell no. I'm not holding off on sex because I am a firm believer that sexual chemistry is sexual connection and communication is key and essential to all other things in a successful relationship. Yeah. God forbid you get married and then he's ass. Or she's ass, and you're just like, wait, oh, did you just God. say he or she is ass? Well, I don't know people's <laughs> preferences. I'm speaking for them. I'm speaking for multiple people. Like, what happens if you get married and he's ass or she's ass? You know, guys, listen to your podcast too, right? I mean, they do. You're right. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it with a spin. Two more questions, right? And uh-huh. these two questions are. A truthful, truthful um, moment of clarity of something that I've been in, in a situation, but also people that I love dearly have gone through it and are going through it. Um, In the times that we're in today, are we going to constantly be forgiving people in their constant mistakes and still marry them? Or are we going to call off an engagement? That's a loaded question. It's a loaded Uh, question, but it's a yes or no. How How clear are we? I don't think we're clear enough. I don't, I think, repeat it one more time so I know. In the world that we're in today, mm-hmm. knowing people's imperfections and mistakes. I didn't say imperfections before, but let, let, me, let me call it that. Let me be nice. Okay? <laughs> and the mistakes. Are we going to ignore these things and just marry them? Or are we going to call off an engagement? I think in our day and age, people are calling off engagements. Would you do it? It's a yes or no. My initial answer is no. My initial answer is yes. I would totally walk away from an engagement. Well, you've been there. That's why. And no, I, think- I did not. I wanted to run. Oh, no, I didn't. Right. I went ahead and got married. Right. I, and I say that right now, knowing that it's what I would do. And I would do it probably having an anxiety attack and a panic attack. Because it's still in a working situation. But I would do it. I would walk away. I would call off a whole engagement. Absolutely. 
I would. My life has never been so clear. So clear yes. to me. So clear. And it's taken a lot of sweat and tears to get to this point, y'all. And but, I think that's where you and I are different. Yeah, because... but, but I'm clear on it. Right. I, would th- I will today throw it all away. It's not to say that I would lead into divorce. It's because I don't want to lead into divorce that I will throw all of that away. See, I'm not clear on my life yet. So like, <laughs> I'm being honest. I, I, I don't know. You are. I feel like, you are. I, I feel like, you know, I, I, unfortunately, I tend to be very forgiving. So that's my issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have to be, and I have a hard time making decisions. I'm, I'm horrible when it comes to decision making. Mm-hmm. And it will drive me into a panic attack type shit, mm-hmm. uh, trying to make a big decision like that. Um, so my initial answer, and I was going to say yes, but my initial answer was no. So I'm just going to go with my no. Do I know why I know yet? No. But mm. my, my initial answer was no. Okay. One last question. In our 30s. Yes, we are in our 30s. In our 30s. Are we doing the whole friends with benefits? Still sleeping with the ex? Yes. I'm we are? Jade is in a transition phase. Or at least I'm you trying to what? be. You know what? Let's just give Miss Jay. Let's let's cue in right now. Give me round some of applause. Grace. No, I'm gonna give, give you a round of applause. Grace. I'm gonna give you a round of applause because just like Shake, you are being absolutely transparent and honest in this moment. And I can appreciate that. I hate friends with benefits. But you I, would still do it. Because Jade is desperate for love and a connection. Okay. So though I don't like it, I still find myself in these situations. I was celibate for a while, mm-hmm. and then I got lonely, and okay. that's my problem. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, I'm Wrong here for this. Here. Just, no, I, I'm here for the raw moment, and you know what? It's all a process, y'all. Um, I will say this. I was one jade for sure, and I did not give one <laughs> flying fuck about what anybody had to say. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Um, I used to do it, take it back, take it back, do it all over again and again and again and again um, until it just got to the point where it was like, nah, never again, right? Um, and so here we are today, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I will call off an engagement and never again have a fuck buddy. Um, but that's just there me. You go. Who am I to judge? I might come up with a new term, though, to, uh, you know, make it make sense for my new life. <laughs> all right guys so we wanted to get messy and judgy on this week's episode and i wanted to do it with someone who understood the assignment because this is exactly exactly what you get all the juicy messy details and recap reviews on some of her selective and selected tv shows and more uh do you want to tell my listeners where they can find you and a little bit about in true j fashion all right, you guys can find me at in true Jade Fashion, one word. Um, on Instagram, you could find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, in true Jade Fashion. Um, in true Jade Fashion right now is in a transition phase, I'll be honest with you. But initially, in true Jade Fashion is an open diary podcast about myself and my life of being single in my 30s, trying to navigate through life, love, relationships. Uh, with my friends, with help of my friends, family, and pop culture. Mm-hmm. R- right now, I have been doing a, a segment in uh, the true in true Jade fashion realm called Cued Up, where mm-hmm. I review some of my favorite shows. So we had season one where I reviewed the entire fifth and final season of Insecure. Mm. And now I'm in the midst of reviewing, um, sorry, reviewing Euphoria. Season oh, two. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
Mm. It's been a difficult one, but I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love to recap, review, uh, dissect, analyze television shows, which is why I love being on this podcast with Daisy today. (laughs) Um, I just love everything about TV and storytelling. So um, that's basically what in true jade fashion has been doing for the past 10 damn 15 weeks yeah yeah and i love it first of all i think it's a great great way to still you know given true day in true jade fashion that livelihood and keep it alive um cute is like definitely a whole vibe um euphoria insecure first of all insecure had me fucked up but I loved it in a sense, like it had me fucked up. Like I was so in love with it. Like just the yes. whole damn thing. It got me fucked up. Like it had me just believing in so much. Let me just say that. Okay. Um, Euphoria is intense and Very. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. Um, definitely thinking real deep with it. Um, it, it puts you to really um, tap in, tap in to different concepts. Um, some of y'all, maybe even me. Um, to different life experiences, different moments. And you're a mom. So mm-hmm. the, I feel like the way you're viewing it yeah. is different than the way others are viewing it. It absolutely is. You don't even want to know the things I've been dealing with and the things that are going <laughs> through my mind lately with a 14-year-old son. Um, I'm talking to you about this right now. My chest is hurting. Um, because oh my yeah, I had a moment today with his father and I was just like, um, so this is happening. And he, and he was just like, he's growing up, D. <laughs> it was just oh, like god is that all you have to say to me right now is that because and i just i threw in the crying emojis because i was just like you know it, it's it's different times like it's times that have happened but it's different times for me yeah because this is a whole new experience and i definitely see euphoria in that lens also yes um and so which is why i'm loving it i'm totally loving it and here's the kicker and this is exactly why when when i watch a tv show i i don't just I'm not sitting there comparing it to like Disney movies, especially when it has to do with love. I sit there and really think about the people. I sit there and I'm reflective to my own choices when it comes to my own relationships, when it comes to my friendships and when it comes to family relationships too, why we ignore red flags, why we are so accepting of people, why certain people get past this, why certain people remain in our lives despite the fact that we know they probably shouldn't. Why we don't give a chance to that regular person, that random person that just approached me because physically that's not my type oh that's been my problem my whole life you know you know you know so it's like i i when i look at a show like love is blind i think very psychologically surfaced um point of view Mm -hmm. i think of the mentality of all those people when it comes to their decisions and their choices and how they're really representing themselves in a room speaking to a complete stranger who they've never met Right. Who they've never seen a day in their life. They could just go by a voice and what that other person is choosing to say. And what I take from a TV show like that, and this is why I wanted to have this conversation and dissect it a little bit and be a little messy and judgy, but definitely dissect <laughs> it with you. What I take from those shows is that what I'm getting is, and this is why I said it's experimental. And in a sense, I still stand by the fact that I do think it leads a little bit with the brainwash concept. But I also find it that in an essence, I question if, in fact, this is truly about finding love or about these individuals finding themselves and these individuals really being truthful to themselves and learning how to do that through this process. Unless you're an individual who has truly reached that point. Maybe that's why you haven't really found love in that TV show. Maybe that's why you're not Lauren and Cameron. 
Maybe that's I why right. when we're reflective to Lauren and Cameron, I do wholeheartedly feel from season one, we really did see real people. We truly did see real people talking about who they really are. I agree 100%. Yes. And now, and I follow them on, on social media and you see how beautiful their relationship has continued. It's mm-hmm. continued so beautifully. But I wholeheartedly feel that they went in those pods, they got to know each other, truly who they are, they put out there, and they left it all in those pods and continued to grow from that point on as to in one relationship. And I think they knew who they were before they got into the pods. That too. Correct. Exactly to that point. So I think that when we think about the experimental piece, I think it's in, in actuality, the experiment falls on the individual. The experiment falls on your ability to really open up your heart. Mm-hmm. To to uh, I mean, you can't control at that point who the other person is showing you, but you can't control you opening up your heart. You can't control you tr- you showing your true self, you okay. learning who you really are and what your real purpose is. That's how I see it. I don't know, but in true J fashion, thank you, Miss <laughs> Jade, for coming on this platform and thank having this having fun convo with me. Ever so often, you know, I've definitely kept it. Um, very deep and intense these past few weeks with um certain topics of conversation that it should never get old. We should definitely normalize it. Um, healing traumas, love, relationships, mental health, and whatnot. Um, and so ever so often, I like to be able to enjoy and have a good time with a little piece of entertainment. Um, while we're still able to dissect and 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 call it what it is on some of these Absolutely. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I could not have done this without you. Thank uh, you. Absolutely, y'all. Please go support Jade and True Jade Fashion Podcast. Cute Up has been a whole vibe. So proud of you for still moving forward with this. Um, still pushing forward, even if True Jade Fashion is a little bit of a transition. Yes. It is what it is, but you are still there. You're still sustaining your platform. Um, go tune in. We're discussing euphoria. We're discussing. You hear me? We're discussing. Like, I'm on the show. Hey, girl. You, I mean, I but, need to go on a vacation. But I'm tuned in, though. I'm tuned in, and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it all out. I am. I'm entertaining the children. Yes. It's all good. <laughs> and as always, guys, this has been another week and another episode on Top of Those About Talk podcast. I am your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.